In today's age, youth mental illnesses are more prevalent than ever. With the help of the digital age, we can learn so much more about anything and everything. Why not take the time to learn more about youth mental health? If we decide not to acknowledge and actively learn about the youth mental health, we are missing out on such a detrimental problem that needs to be covered. Today, we will be learning more about anxiety in youth, depression in youth, and suicide in youth. Point one, anxiety. About 40 million people in the United States, 18% of the nation's population, suffer with some form of anxiety disorder. Approximately 8% of children and teens are affected by an anxiety disorder in school and home. According to an article from NPR, What It Is Like to Suffer from an Anxiety Disorder, it states that anxiety is a chronic sense of uneasiness about a vague future that sets it apart from fear, which is temporary and concrete. According to the 5th edition of Diagnostic and Statistical Manual of Mental Disorders, anxiety disorders share the features of excessive fear and anxiety. Fear is an emotional response related to a real or perceived threat. Anxiety is an anticipation of a future threat. Anxiety is normal and it is important to feel. When anxiety starts to disable one from living life, it is considered an anxiety disorder. One major symptom in anxiety is that it causes excessive worrying and fearing of the future. It often develops in childhood as a result of constant stress and or trauma and will continue into adulthood if left untreated. However, anxiety is one of the most common and treatable mental disorders. One person that many of us know is Emma Stone. In her childhood, she suffered from severe anxiety and panic attacks. She would often require her mother's assurance that everything was going to be okay as a result. Emma Stone would soon be diagnosed with agoraphobia, a type of anxiety in which a person avoids or fears places and or situations where help and escape may be difficult to find. The therapy and coping skills she learned to lessen the anxiety's impact. While I will not be speaking on agoraphobia today, I will be focusing on one of the most common anxiety disorders, general anxiety disorder. Generalized anxiety disorder is characterized by exaggerated or excessive worry about routine life, events, activities, or their performance. Those diagnosed with general anxiety disorder are almost always anticipating the worst, even when there is no reason to expect it. Children and adolescents diagnosed with general anxiety disorder tend to be overconforming, perfectionistic, unsure of self, and redo tasks because of their dissatisfaction with their less than performance. They often seek and require reassurance and approval about their approval and other things that they are worried about. Additional symptoms of general anxiety disorder may include restlessness, feeling on edge, difficulty relaxing, fatigue, loss of focus, irritability, muscle tension, trouble sleeping, trembling, headaches, hot flashes, nausea, and twitching. For someone to be diagnosed with general anxiety disorder, they must portray many of these symptoms for at least six months. The onset typically occurs in adolescence, rarely occurring in childhood. There may be an overdiagnosis of general anxiety disorder in children. Point two, depression. It is not uncommon for adolescents to be down especially with many physical, emotional, psychological, and social changes they are experiencing. 
Unrealistic expectations in school and by both peers and family members create a sense of rejection and lead to disappointment. When a teen's mood disrupts daily functioning, it may indicate a serious emotional or mental disorder. Common symptoms of depression and use include changes in sleep, changes in appetite, lack of concentration or forgetfulness, loss of energy or enthusiasm, lack of interest, low self-esteem, sadness and hopelessness, changes in movement, physical aches and pains, poor performance in school, withdrawal from friends and family, anger and or rage, overreaction to criticism, feelings of being unable to satisfy ideals, guilt, indecision, substance abuse, problems with authority, and suicidal thoughts and or actions. Teens may experiment with drugs or alcohol or be sexually promiscuous to to avoid feelings of depression. Teens may also express depression through hostile, aggressive, risk-taking behavior, which only lead to deep problems and deeper levels of depression. While there is no single cause for depression, it can be triggered. Scientists believe there are several factors that contribute to depression. This includes trauma, genetics, life circumstances, brain structure, drug and alcohol abuse, and other medical conditions, including sleep disturbances, medical issues, chronic pain, anxiety, and ADHD. Adolescent depression is increasing at an alarming rate. One in five teens suffer from clinical depression. Between 20 and 30% of adolescents report having at least one episode of depression. It can take many forms, two of which I will be covering today, persistent depressive disorder and major depressive disorder. Persistent depressive disorder, also called dysthemia, is a form of chronic depression. The symptoms are less severe, but last longer than other forms of depression. As symptoms are less acute than major depressive disorder, it may go unnoticed. Common symptoms of dysthemia include irritability or depressed mood, inability to take pleasure and perform well in daily activities, behavioral problems, poor performance at school, low self-esteem, difficulty interacting with other children in social situations, poor appetite or overeating, trouble sleeping, persistent tiredness or lack of energy, hopelessness, trouble concentrating, and difficulty making decisions. For dysthemia to be diagnosed, the child or adolescent must show symptoms for at least one year. Onset of symptoms is often in childhood and adolescence. Major depressive disorder is a severe episode of depression that lasts from 7 to 9 months. A child may experience persistent feelings of sadness or hopelessness that will impact his or her normal functioning and performance. Common symptoms of major depressive disorder include loss of interest or loss of pleasure in activities, change in appetite or weight, sleep disturbance, feeling agitated or feeling slowed down, fatigue, feelings of low self-worth, guilt or shortcomings, difficulty concentrating or making decisions, suicidal thoughts and or intentions, unusual sadness even when the circumstances change, sluggishness or retardation, harsh self-assessment, irritable or agitated, tearfulness, anxiety, excessive worry about physical health, and complaints of pain. To be diagnosed with a major depressive disorder, one must experience an episode that lasts at least two consecutive weeks. 
Onset of symptoms in earlier ages are more familial and more likely involve personality disturbances. Point 3. Suicide. Suicide is a major topic that needs to be included in this discussion. Suicide is the second leading cause of death in adolescents and the sixth leading cause of death in children. In a nationwide study of high school students, 17% of kids have contemplated suicide and another 8% have actually attempted it. Girls attempt suicide three times more than boys do, but boys are often more successful. There can be many risks for suicide contemplations and attempts including a recent or serious loss of a loved one, a mood, trauma, or stress-related disorder, substance abuse disorders, struggles with sexual orientation, a family history of suicide, lack of social support resulting in isolation, bullying, access to lethal means, stigma associated with hope, barriers to accessing services, and cultural or religious beliefs encouraging suicide as a way to resolve personal dilemmas. Some warning signs of suicide include indirect or direct threats of suicide, verbal hints of helplessness or hopelessness, overwhelming sense of guilt, shame, or rejection, putting affairs in order, sudden cheerfulness after a period of depression, aggressive behavior, dramatic change in personality or appearance, irritability, hallucinations or bizarre thoughts, changes in eating and sleeping patterns, changes in school performance, increased use of substances, social withdrawal, and impulsive or reckless behavior. If you think someone is at risk of attempting suicide, do not panic. You can help by listening, minimizing conflict, taking it seriously, knowing those around your child and or friend, getting help from an adult or authority figure, being persistent, expressing empathy, showing you care and love, prioritizing positivity, talking openly, being understanding, finding out if they have a plan, not leaving them alone, and taking emergency measures. An easy way to remember this is to act, A-C-T. A, ask, be direct, do not be judgmental and show you care. C, care, stay with them and offer to take them to get help. Sympathize and offer support, do not leave them alone. T, tell, talk to an adult. It is okay to break someone's trust in this situation. Do not try to handle it yourself. Do not promise to keep it a secret. Be afraid of being wrong. Ignore it. Say I know how you feel. Tell them to count their blessings. Act shocked and dare the person to do it. Say just snap out of it or pretend to have all the answers. Today, we have covered just a part of the huge subject of youth mental health. For more information on any of these subjects or more, I would recommend going to my sources at www.nimh.nih.gov or www.childmind.org. If you'd like to assist me in my project, please consider taking a three-minute survey by going to www.surveymonkey.com backslash lowercase r backslash 7 capital P capital J 5 capital X 5 capital C. Thank you.